We are live. Good afternoon. It is just gone noon on Tuesday. December 22nd is Christmas and it's nearly the end of 2020. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Hi, guys. What's Hello. going on? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of us on today. Yeah, quite a group. Right. Before we before we jump knee deep in, uh, real quick reminder for anybody tuning in and watching. Um, during, we are taking a little break over the Christmas period. Um, so we are going to be closed from about tomorrow afternoon at three, uh, all the way through to Monday, January the 4th. So if there is anything you want, David Vega is sitting by his phone, waiting to hear every single one of your responses. So let's make, <laughs> let's make him earn his last couple of days. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. All right. So <laughs> what we wanted to do, this is the last one of 2020. And we've had so much fun doing Daring Live. So we thought we'd invite as many people as we could who have appeared on Daring Live since, uh, oh man, when did we start doing this? Like June? Something May or like June. That. Yeah, we started um, a little earlier on socials with Chad. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So um, welcome, everyone. Here we go. So I want to just kind of have a conversation. People are going to come and go. I think there's a few more people who are going to join us. It's going to be very relaxed. Please excuse any technical glitches in, you know, right up front. We'll do what we can and we'll see where we go. But let's uh, let's see what's going on. So the first thing really to kind of go through um, and, and mention, Jamie Deering. Bit of a yep. changing of the guard at the end of last year as far as uh, uh, Deering goes. Um, it's your first year of, uh, of being CEO full time. How did it go? Oh, loaded <laughs> question. Considered. Loaded question. I mean, honestly, it... it on a whole, because of our team, it's not just on my shoulders, but, you know, having a team that to head like we do has been better than I could have expected in these circumstances. I mean, who would have guessed within a few months of being CEO that we would have a world pandemic? Like, no one, no, who in their right mind is ever going to guess that? But, you know, we rose to the occasion and I'm very grateful to have been raised by two people who don't give up. And, and to have that to my core and always looking for solutions and how to keep our team surviving, that, that outlook and that way of thinking is, has seen us through. And I'm really proud of every single member of the Deering team and what we've been able to, to do. It's not been easy, to put it lightly. Mm -hmm. It has been, I can't even, even step into the little shallow waters of how hard it's been this year, but along with all the challenges, there's been a lot of positives. Um, people who have picked up music for the first time and are turning to banjo or other instruments, a lot of banjo. Seeing people go to something like that, that is something they'll have for the rest of their life, but is also a therapeutic thing during a very hard time has been heartwarming. And we've worked our butts off to provide those instruments. So it's a full circle. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to the future and seeing how the world settles out and we will keep providing and, and working hard. Absolutely. How's that for a summary? That's a pretty good summary. And and while you're talking, we, we welcome Mr. Kevin Neal. And hey, Kevin, how are you? Hey, hey Kevin. Good hello, to see you. Hello. Oh. I need to, to add to what Jamie said. That, sure. um, when she became the CEO, none of us knew the pandemic was coming, but we knew she would be really good and mapping our way through all of the protocol and all of the hoops and stuff that had to occur to make things work right. 
Jamie did has done and is doing a much better job than Jen and I would have She's done. She's got a lot more patience for all of that so sort of through legal stuff. We're Man. grateful for her <laughs> and what she's done and all of our customers I know are being much better served yeah. under her leadership. So. Absolutely. Oh, great. That's really awesome. nice. Wow. There we go. Yes. Thank you. Guys. Absolutely. Hey, John. Wow, John's here now. John Cavanaugh. We got a whole full house. This is awesome. This is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is so, like the best Christmas present they could have, <laughs> seeing all of you right here on my uh-huh. <laughs> Probably, probably wow. the, the strangest part of 2020, right, is that the, all these guys here and then a whole host more that, that we would normally see, you know, at, at festivals and events. And I think, John, we saw you at the NAMM show, but I, I, I think that's pretty much it. Everybody else... We haven't seen all year. It's so weird. So how's everyone doing? Jens, I know how you're doing, but give us a refresh. What have you been up to? Well, you know, uh, uh, we were in England together. That was that was last time we've seen each other, you know, when we played in Hot when we were in Huddersfield. That was right mm-hmm. before it started. Got, right before. Yes, yeah, so I got to I got to play with, with Gail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at the at the and what a great event that was, and uh, we knew already it was something not good coming because we just played a few days before in Switzerland and they just locked it down. You know, we just we were actually able just to play the last concert and then they locked Switzerland down. So, uh, and then we came to England and after that, pretty much just uh, when we we came back, it was that was it. You know, no more no more shows. We hadn't had a we played one show in Asheville all year until now. But we did 70 live streams, 70 hours of live streams. Wow. And uh, I recorded my 50 banjo lessons. Yep. And we did, you know, now we're, we just recorded our fifth cooking show. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, if somebody would have told me, if somebody would have told me that I'm trying to sell <laughs> recipes, <laughs> cook in my kitchen in order to survive, you know, just to draw attention and, you know, offer. I mean, you you strip down. I mean, I used to be a street, I don't want to take too much time, but I used to be a street musician and I very much feel that way again. You know, I'm putting everything out and just hope for donations, you know, and uh, just hope that somebody is uh, giving me something for what we put out. And so far it's been, um, it's been very challenging, but it's been, but it's been working and our crew just, you know, sort of shrunk because Peabody can't come in, do sound. Joel stays home because he doesn't want to get infected. So it's just down to Uwe and me. Mm-hmm. And, and actually our secretary had to quarantine for a week, for 10 days as well, because she came in contact. And then my daughter Anya took over, you know, with the cameras and all that, you know, but I mean, everybody has its story, but uh, it's, it's, um, but I think the, the ability to reinvent yourself in a situation like that is, is key, you know, and I, and I think, you know, that, that you took over CEO, uh, Jamie was exactly the right moment. I think you have all that stamina and that fresh mind, you know, and mindset of looking at it. And, uh, I mean, you pulled it off in a way that, you know, nobody could have done better than you. So, I mean, really, it's we're all very much, we were all very amazed, you know, and uh, what you've done. You know, it's really astounding. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, bravo. And, bravo, indeed. And, and for the, many people don't realize we had all these amazing elaborate plans at the beginning of the year to celebrate <laughs> our 40, 50. So many. <laughs> <laughs> and like every single one of them went out the window, basically, oh, because no, they more or less all involved... Possible. 
all involved people being in the same room together and it just it just didn't materialize but um yeah no it's it's just been a crazy year but can anyone who hasn't seen Jens's cooking shows by the way you need to go check those out because those are fun those are really fun um David Holt was our first Deering Live guest this year and and as far as the official Deering Live and uh that was that was awesome fun that was fun uh when I asked in 1989 uh Greg and Janet to build me a certain banjo that was real deep they were the only people that would take a chance and do something like that and here it is look at this beautiful thing this was uh, Greg's first tree off of an SS Stewart, didn't you, Greg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's got a wooden tone ring and a four-inch deep pot. Mm-hmm. So I used to do a show for the National Network called Celebration Express. And but let me hit a lick here. She's got the most beautiful wooden tone for a claw hammer. It's just great. It's not harsh at all. Anyway, I was doing this show called Celebration Express, and we went around to 79 different cities all around America, finding people doing unusual and interesting things. And so we went to see Greg and Janet, and that's when I got this banjo. Do you remember that? Yeah, Greg? The Queen Mary. I didn't know that story. <laughs> yeah, and the Queen Mary, right? Yeah, we met on the Queen Mary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they've been a big part of my life, and yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I took this banjo when Doc and I were playing in um, a Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival, and it was as many people for as far as you could see. I mean, just as far as you could see, 250,000, something like that. And I realized that just a banjo and a mic was not going to get that, just two people on stage with a banjo and a mic. So I had them make me another one. Uh, this is a white oak banjo, a lot simpler, but something I can tote around, and it's got the cabanjo pickup in it so that worked great 250,000 people could hear it <laughs> that was yeah. the good news <laughs> wow. and we got we got John Kavanaugh down there just yeah. so proud yeah yeah <laughs> you great. know permit permagrin permagrin whenever you see <laughs> yeah uh, speaking of Cavanjo users Jeff DeRosa just chimed in hey Jeff what's going hey on? Jeff good to see you hello hey hey so this is cool We've got a really nice selection now of, of different, just completely different styles, right? Yeah. A lot of five-string resonators, but, you know, Jeff's the only four-stringer. Do you feel yeah. left out, Jeff? Are you feeling okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Feeling> all right? <laughs> for anyone doesn't, Jeff, obviously, with Dropkick Murphys and um, a killer tenor player um, with them. So, oh, yeah. Oh, He's got a you tug, go. a UQ. <laughs> there you go. That's very cool. And Eric Gibson, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you hanging doing? In there? We're good. We're good. Yeah, you came and joined us when we did the I. We did three over the course of IBMA week because that mm-hmm. obviously was was cancelled and, and went virtual. So that was a, a good test. But um, that was a that was a fun episode too. Um, okay. How many of these guys would you normally see at, at festivals around the year if you were out um, on the road doing your thing? You know, I'd, I'd see Jamie Daring a few times and mm-hmm. and Jens a few times. I actually, got got to play on stage with Jens. Um, I, I don't know how long ago now I've lost all track of time <laughs> with, with all of this, but uh, I, I certainly miss uh, doing what I got used to doing for a living is all as all as all of us have, but uh, adjusting and hoping for the best in the, in the coming year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I suspect that Absolutely. it will be a much better year. We can't be 
much worse than, than, than 2020. Now, the reason um, we did invite uh, a lot of Deering Live uh, attendees, but um, obviously Jeff and, and Kevin haven't done an episode yet. But the reason that they are both here as well is because we also invited a few of the guys who took part in our uh, Giving Tuesday Banjo project, which Jamie uh, Deering headed up. Um, and Jamie, you want to talk a little bit about that and how that came about? And then maybe Jeff and Kevin can chime in on, on their chosen models. Sure. Um, I mean, as a lot of people know, we do charity banjos in, in different ways over the last 10 years or so. And it got towards the end of the year and it was just weighing on me that we hadn't been able to do much of any of that this year. And it just really, and I know production was, you know, at full tilt trying to get things out with all the inventory challenges, you know, we can build, but doesn't mean we can get our inventory all the time because all of our vendors are in different scenarios too. Um, so I didn't want to stress our, our team, but I, I got, you know, word that we had a little room where we could do a few special ones. And that's where I, I thought of, you know, Giving Tuesday was just far enough away and the perfect, perfect mission for, for what the world needed right now. So I reached out to, to several of the artists that we've done a lot with over the years that are, are to me like family. And, and like Kevin, I, I've wanted to do something with for so long that it was a real treat to get to reach out and, and, and collaborate on it. So that, that's how it started and that we've, we managed to pull it off in a few months with another feat, yay digital world. Um, but, uh, and the, the response and, from the charities, from, from everyone who participated, and the designs were just awesome. And we, yeah. we, what was the total we raised? With we had six total, and and Kevin and um, Jeff were, were two of them. Yes, all together we raised uh, twenty nine thousand one hundred and eighty five dollars for charities, Very all awesome. human needs, things that are helping people right now. Um, really, all worthwhile activity. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it was huge. I think walking around the shop, I think, um, no, no offense, Jeff, but Kevin, I think you, you certainly, your, your choice of colors certainly got the, uh, the attention of most of the guys in the shop. <laughs> it was called the fireball, right? The fireball. Yeah. I mean, it was really fun to have that opportunity to build a banjo with all the pieces you like gave us the option to choose from. It was like, you know, get, bring something home from Ikea. You know, <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to pick all the colors on the the, the custom design site, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I I was really proud that my banjo got uh, twenty five thousand of that twenty nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. You know, after um, I saw them all when they were finished. I like mine the least. (laughs) (laughs) I thought everybody else had much better creative uh, design uh, taste than I did. And um, like, I especially like the black one. I think Rihanna. Rihanna, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I just discovered her lately, um, her playing, which I really like a lot. You know, the uh, frailing and... um, yeah, David, you've done a lot of work with Rhiannon over the years with, with various TV shows and, and, and Dom as well, who was another guest. He couldn't make it today, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah she's a fantastic player. Oh, she's really great. And uh, yeah, we did her on one of the very first, had her on the very first uh, David Holt State of Music, which is on PBS. And we're doing a show on Trey, I might add. Um, this Ooh. spring it will come out. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can talk about that in just a minute. That sounds interesting. Yeah. David, are you in Franklin, Tennessee? 
No, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. <clears throat> sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, actually, I live in Fairview, which is about 10 miles past resumed speed, but uh, out here in the country. But it's out, right outside of Asheville. Because I've been in Franklin uh, for the last week or so, and I thought I saw something online that you were in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, no, I'm pretty much being totally paranoid about the quarantine. <laughs> I just locked away in Asheville. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Kevin's in Franklin. Do we have anyone out here in the Carolina outside of me, me and the Deer Rings? I think everyone's out on the East Coast, right? Yeah. I'm in Nashville. Oh, that's right. You're in Nashville too. Yep. With, uh, yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, Jeff, what was your charity that you chose for your, for your band? The band's charity. We have a charity called the Collada Fund. <clears throat> and right. uh, we do a lot of stuff for that, to raise money for that. And uh, yeah, I don't know how much it was raised. I think it was $2,000 or something? Yeah, about $2,500. Yeah, it was good. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you guys do a ton of great work with that charity. It was really nice. I, I had a feeling that's what you picked, so I was really pleased that that's the one you guys went with. Yeah, I kind of had to go with that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think one of my more surreal like moments near the beginning of this whole thing was uh, probably like a weekend, I think it was, maybe two weeks. I don't remember the exact date, Jeff, but um, you guys did the live show at Fenway. Oh, yeah. At the very, very empty Fenway Park. And I remember we had it on TV. My kids were jumping around because they, they liked a few of your songs. I remember standing with my wife just going, this is weird. This is this the whole thing is just weird. Like all your techs have masks on. And it was kind of at a time where we didn't, no one really knew everything yet. Like we just, we didn't know enough. We just knew that people couldn't be there. And it was just so odd to see. I'd just been in there with, with actually Dave Bandowski, like the, maybe what four months prior to that or something um visiting them way to see it full of people and then see you guys playing it how was that as an experience it was very eerie feeling uh play to nobody right. yeah. you know we obviously had to um we had to do these check-ins every day where we had to prove that we were healthy and all and it was just kind of eerie to play in the empty empty uh, field but i did steal some uh some of the dirt. I think it's still in my pocket. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was a great show. I watched that too. It was really needed at the time to see, you know, live music. We even raised, in, even like, in that setting. Yeah, we raised like 700,000 or something for a couple of charities. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. And what, what's next year looking like for you, Jeff? Just as far as, is, is anything being confirmed as far as like touring you're you're around about internationally a lot of the time as well, and yeah. how is that looking? We have a whole, all the summer festivals booked, but we we're just waiting for them to kind of cancel like, on us. I don't know. All in yeah. Europe, so that's not looking so good. Mm. Man. Uh, cross our fingers. Yeah, we cross our fingers. We just finished. I actually was just listening to the mastering of it, and it's coming out in January. Nice. And we just came out with the song today. With uh, you can see some cool shots of the banjo, and if you look look at the video. Yeah, I uh, saw it this morning. I got goosebumps. It was uh, a great, great teaser. What's the song called? I Wish You Were Here, I think. And nice. uh, we made a video for it. And there's some cool veering shots in there. Very cool. Very cool. I wish you all the best with the album release. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and that was a great time. I was, the one thing I think I was looking forward to the most out of all of this is, is hopefully the, uh, the creativity. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is the kind of thing that normally spurs a lot of creativity with people. And so... I'm sure there'll be a, 
a good amount of quality work coming out as uh, as people kind of focus in on what they want to do. But I'm intrigued uh, by the David. Are you at liberty, to, uh, David Holt? Sorry, um, are you at liberty to talk about the thing you, you're going to do with Trey? And oh and yeah, Trey? yeah yeah. Trey, unmute uh, yourself. Let's talk about it. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you're good. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess we got together. When was it? Was it um, July or August we got together? I think that'd be about right, yeah. Yeah, and we got together and did an episode for David Holt's State of Music, so that was super fun and got to go and hang out. And we were all safe, if, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> a crew of seven people, but still, everybody's very, very careful. And nobody's gotten sick yet. But yep. we're taking a hiatus till season six starts um, next year sometime. But who knows when that'll be? What do you guys yeah. think? Is it going to come back and and we're going to have concerts, or is it going to be just dribble in and slowly build up? What do you think? I think it's going to be a slow build, just yeah. as because it's going to everyone's going to have a different amount of time until they're comfortable. You know, I have friends that are like the second concert they're out, they're front row center. And other people yeah. are probably going to take a little while to feel comfortable. Um, I've done a lot of reading on the, the Spanish flu and how the world responded. And it's pretty uniform in, in the, the various. Well, can't hear you. What was the last thing you said? Oh, the Spanish flu, you know, yeah. and how, how the world went back after that. Because it's, it's the only thing similar to now. Um, mm-hmm. And it took a few years for everyone to really start being So, again, some people more than others. Yeah. I think it'll trickle. Uh, how's everyone feeling? I'm curious of what everyone's thoughts are on that. I mean, obviously, for a lot of you, for most of you, I imagine it's, it's this is lively who we're talking about. Um, Eric and Donnie, I know you just, you played a show recently uh, for Hanukkah, uh, which wasn't in front of people, right? That was just a, a live uh, streaming event. How was that? But what, what's everyone's feelings as well after this question? What's everybody's feelings on, on the, the festival scene of, of 2021? Talk about that. It's going to be rusty. Everybody's going to be rusty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, some people are keeping up. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Yeah. Eric and Donny, how was your show? How was your Hanukkah show? The Hanukkah show was great. We did a live show from um, Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock, New York. And nice. it was a huge ordeal, though, to get the band together. We all tested. We had to test the camera crew, you know, three camera crew, plus the folks at the, the venue. Of course, there was no one there. So we were safe about it, but it just took weeks and stuff to plan that. And then how are we going to release it? And we did it with nugs.net and it was all great. And it turned out really great for us. But, you know, it's just one of those things. I know we've all had to really dig into our souls and our hearts to figure out ways to manage during this time. It's actually yielded some ridiculously creative, you know, I mean, I, I now I want to eat Jens and Uwe's food. Like, I, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but, you know, this is, we're all trying to figure it out. It was good for us. I have no idea when it's going to come back, like like all of us, but. Yeah. I think Melfest have, Jamie, am I right in saying this? They've rescheduled from, it's normally in April. They've moved it out to September. September. It's now the same weekend as the Walnut Valley Festival in Kansas. That's great. Two of our biggest events of the year are on the yeah. same weekend now. On the same That'll weekend. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, there will be no yeah, one As long as office. they happen, as long as they happen, they will be... But- but you know, I think. But but you know, I th- I think it's also uh, been great. You know, for a lot of people, 
having the opportunity reflecting on what's important in life and i think a lot of people sort of you know also decided to start up you know playing music you know getting an instrument and uh uh you know making new goals you know having new ideas you know uh uh, I, I have a lot of friends, you know, who practice a lot and learned a lot in this year. You know, I, uh, I don't think, but it's probably going to be very, you know, a challenge. Like you said, Jamie, you know, it's uh, uh, a lot of arts councils dissol- dissolved. Mm. A lot yeah. of concert halls who've been closed for a while can't reopen because their code of uh, is not appropriate, is not, you know, working anymore. They cannot just reopen. They have to rebuild. And uh, so there's a lot of challenges, you know, for a lot of people out there to to just they, they cannot just go back and reopen. You know, some of them can, but a lot of them don't even have the staff, you know, to hire or didn't have the staff to, you know, look for the money, you know, from the states for the grants, you know, to actually have the money to start hiring bands, you know. So our management is talking to people who say, oh, OK, next year uh, we're going to have, you know, a few shows here and there. Uh, um, like festivals, all the festivals that have been cancelled, you know, they say, okay, we're booking the same sta- same bands, you know, again for next year. Hmm. Um, but then they say, okay, we don't have the money anymore, you know, we don't we, we don't have the grants, you know, to actually do that. Or um, and it's so so there's it's going to be quite a, a challenging time, you know, ahead of us. But I'm sure it's all going to come back. It's just going to mm-hmm. take it's just going to take a little time and a little patience, you know. Yeah. People want to know they feel safe when they go to to any event, right? doesn't matter if it's a movie or a sporting event or, or a festival. I think festivals will be a little easier just based on the fact they're outside and they're yeah. not like in a, in a confined space. I hope, I hope, mm-hmm. but um, let's, let's see what 2021 brings in that one. Um, Billy Feather is watching. Hank. <laughs> <laughs> she says, yay, banjo party. Hey, Billy. <laughs> Hank, how are you doing now? If anyone is um, subscribing to our emails, you would have seen Hank give a wonderful lesson last week on how to play Carol, Carol of the Bells. Oh, yep. That was right. a fun one. I even learned how to play a little bit of that myself. Nice. It, it's a fun, it's an easy one. That's a good one for the, uh, the holiday season. You, will. Yeah. Um, um, you know, it's been a wild year for sure. I saw you guys last in February when I came out there right before all this stuff happened. And, um, that was really a lovely trip, honestly. That was that was great. Really a highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, um, every waking moment of that trip was was fantastic, and I, you know, a, a lot of things stick out in my mind. But there are a few things that keep coming back, like the quieter moments we all had. Um, there would be times, I guess, in the mornings when I would sit with Greg and Janet having breakfast, waiting on Jamie to come pick me up. <laughs> And uh, we would talk about everything under the sun. It was awesome just to be able to sit there quietly and talk, not plugged into anything. And since we've had a year of Zoom fatigue, to really (laughs) reflect back on that, on those moments, to be able to just sit there and drink coffee and talk about all of the things. It was really, really special. Um, And, you know, coming back to North Carolina all charged up with our best laid plans, totally laid to waste, obviously. Um, but that being said, one silver lining for for me anyways, or a couple silver linings, one is that I've still been able to teach, which is good, um, but um, been steadily working on 24 preludes for banjo and string quartet in all 12 keys and relative minors. And I think I'm about 16 deep now which is good, but um, 
haven't really, you know, I've heard them played by the computer, but not by a real human, so I can't wait to get a hold of a string quartet and then <laughs> make them play all this esoteric whack, banjo music. Whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds, that sounds intense. That sounds like you and Jens, and, and everyone should be getting together on that. <laughs> well, Hank, Hank knows my cooking. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Get all this together. Is it, is it as good as it looks? We know who's going to cater the big hang whenever we can have it. Kruger Brothers Cookout is going to oh, be one of the, oh one of the events we've got to do out in well, well, got to happen. Well, you've been to our parties in my house, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's never short of food. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian, you're very quiet there in the background. How oh, you doing, I'm just man? listening, doing pretty good. Yeah. How's doing Nashville? It's been quiet for me. You know, I, I've always been able to fall back on a studio musician career here when, when I'm not on the road and I'm definitely taking breaks intermittently all the time in the different bands that I'm in. So I've been sitting here doing records for everybody. Many nice. of which, many of which, whose names I'm not going to mention because I didn't want to be on there to begin with. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a home studio and I sit here and I uh, I mostly do tracks for people and email them. And uh, I released a record at the beginning of last year, last at the end of January fourth or fifth last year. I released a record, improvisational record with banjo and synthesizer called The Realists. And I was booking a bluegrass tour. I, I had to cancel a whole month long in Europe this fall. I was going to go over there and play some bluegrass with a friend. But, uh, you know, I get down to the station in every now and then and play with some buddies. And uh, I just sit at home and do some tracks and I don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> are you finding that that there, uh, the country musicians are using more banjo these days or about the same or less or? You know, it kind of depends. The uh, everybody puts their guitar on the six-string banjo. I haven't seen more deering banjos on on the walls of people who aren't banjo players, so that's pretty good. Six-string banjo kind of keeps the five-string banjo under its thumb here in Nashville because it's <laughs> it's cheaper to put your telly player on a six-string than it is to call a five-string player. But um, yeah, I'd say most of my studio work comes from uh, L.A., San Francisco, and uh, New oh. York at this at this time. But I have done a few sessions in Nashville. I do them in Nashville. They're just a lot of them aren't from here. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Hey, well, wow. While while we're all sick and tired of Zoom and all this kind of stuff, yeah, technology this, has its like My third or fourth time on Zoom, I was using um, uh, Skype before that to do one-on-one lessons for. Oh, yeah, because many many of you are teaching as well, right? I know. Uh, I think I think probably most of you uh, that I've spoken to over the course of a year that you've been hardcore teaching on Zoom. What's that experience like? And that question is for all of you who are teaching over over uh, the internet. How's it going? How does <laughs> it goes yeah. pretty it goes pretty well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I basically give a big inspirational speech and then I send them what I taught them in a, a you know, in a PDF tablature after I'm done and, and uh, it goes pretty well. Yeah. It's pretty quick. I've been dialing in, dialing it in for like 10 years now. So that's true. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hank, I know you've been doing it a bunch, right? Yeah. The um, UNC zoom lessons have been by and large pretty good, but um 
the uh, the advantage to that has been on nice days, I've been able to go out to campus and teach them in person just out on the quad there, distanced and masked up and stuff. And that has been a real morale booster whenever it was nice in the fall before it got too cold. Um, and so it makes the Zoom lessons that much more palatable, I suppose, because you get that you know, the watch the weather and, and see if we can get together and do it in real life. But honestly, I think everybody, uh, at least my students, by and large, across the board, adjusted pretty quickly. I mean, it's been a rather seamless transition. And, and knowing that we can do that now going forward is important. Um, because if you're out of town, if you're sick or something like that, you, know, you can still have a, a lesson and, st- and not fall behind or, or whatever, or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's been good. It's also been good, honestly, too, for stuff like this um, and and just reaching out to people in general to to nerd out over banjo stuff um, one way or the other. You know, you, everybody's not, no one's touring, so they're all at home. You can just say, hey, help me with this thing. You know what I mean? It's been, it's been all right. It's cool. It, it definitely, um, once you're liberated from the geographic limitations, I feel like you can sort yeah. of tap into it. A little differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, well, you're a great teacher, Hank. You know. Oh, you went quiet. Well, you you went quiet, Hank. I okay, think he said thank you. you. I'm right here. Can you? Hear oh, me? okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're bashful. <laughs> no, no. You you just uh, you're you're awesome. You know. I mean, it's uh, of course Ryan. You know. I mean, you're such an amazing banjo player and just a great oh, guy. Thanks. I mean, everybody just loves you, you know. So that's just wonderful that you that you keep doing that. It's uh, it's important, you know, to stay in contact with the people that that support you and love your music. Uh, stay staying close contact is very important, I think, right now. You know, not, not to close. lose them. You know, no, no. I'm saying, you know, over internet, you know, trying to have content or uh, something. You know, I've I've been uh, recording for Bobby Vega, you know, the bass player, or, you know, for different people, you know, just doing tracks. And luckily, I was lucky also that I got a, co- a new commission um, for, a, so for, for a big uh, classical piece. So I, whenever, you know, I have time, I can sit on that as well. So, I mean, we're just trying, you know, to all to just fall back to whatever we can do, you know. Exactly, yeah. Well, I'm curious, and again, this is to everybody, um, we can just kind of round robin it, um, but getting, you know, from from what, February through now, um, outside of teaching, how has playing a musical instrument kind of helped everyone um, kind of just kind of navigate their way through the last basically year? What has that meant to you being a musician? Can you imagine being without it? Start with, let's start with Ryan. You want to uh, wow, <laughs> I mean, I've been playing banjo every day since I was 10, so... Yeah. You know, just kind of, it's kind of like a meditation when I practice or learn a song. I have plenty to work on. I mean, I've never really rested on my laurels as far as, you know, uh, pursuing uh, more knowledge on the banjo. So I, I just dig my heels in deep and practice really hard or work on, I've been working on two records this whole time. Yep. You know, and uh, uh, I was, you know, a lot of my friends from around the world reached out. As a lot of you know, I'm friends with John McLaughlin, the guitar player. He put me to, he put me in touch with a bunch of Indian musicians in Mumbai. We've been working on something that's going to come out next year. And I got a, a bunch of friends in Ireland, Eddie Whelan, the banjo player, and a lot of his friends with uh, Gaelic names I can't pronounce. We did a like a little Brady Bunch video. 
and uh, we're going to work on a record for next year. And, uh, you know, I just, I just work twice as hard when there isn't, uh, you know, I, I, this is a, a lot of the time I was on the road, you know, and trying to just trying to keep it together. A lot of the time with bands, I didn't want to be, you know, I wanted to work on my own music, but I couldn't cause I had to make ends meet. So right. um, that, this has afforded me a lot of the time to work on my own music. So it's yeah, been really great. That's, that's been put very well by you, Ryan. I think, you know, as, as a musician, you know, we, we travel and we play a similar material, you know, that we had worked out with our band, you know, uh, almost constantly. And, uh, and then you add songs here and add songs here, but you know, you, you, uh, you fall always back into a routine that you have to, because it's your job, you know, you promised a certain program or you promised a certain thing. And since we're home, you know, we, we I could, you know, I, I was, it's also liberation to, to, to work freely on new things. You know, I don't have to repeat myself constantly. Yeah. <laughs> a know? lot of the time I felt like I was in like a, like, you know, you take certain jobs and, and you, you take one after the other, you know, I don't, I don't have a record label or any funding. So I'd go on the road with bands and I'd have all these ideas that I wanted to do for my own music while I'm sitting there in a van, you know, reading a book or, and, and, and I couldn't do them because I was locked in by the paycheck. And, and now it's just like, there's no choice but to work on my own music. You know, it's been like a vacation, really. It's, it's yeah. really like, it's a luxury to be able to work on my own ideas and, and not be um, distracted by anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but what all, what binds us all together is the great tool we work tools we're working with, you know, and that's thanks to Jan and Greg and Jamie and, and you know Jamie Laddie, um, how you know how they support us, you know. I I have to I can't stress that enough, you know. Uh, we have we have great instruments, and if we have problems with them, we can make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your great customer service. You know, a lot of my companies just kind of went dark when this happened. You know. There's, there's a company I get cables from and, and, you know, uh, electronic cables and stuff. And I just haven't heard from them. Some of them were really slow and, and uh, yeah. you guys were always right to get back to me. So thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. Kind of what we try and do. Yeah. We just, I think we just kind of took the approach of just, we can't quit. There's too many people relying on us. First and that foremost, was... the, the, the 30 some guys working here, you know, <laughs> that was the most important one. Yeah, that's why we started originally with Chad and I uh, before we brought everybody back uh, or were able to bring everybody back from furlough. Is, um, we started doing live on, on socials of tech tips because we were getting a lot of calls and emails of like, okay, I'm taking my banjo out for the first time in two years. What do I do <laughs> yeah. to make sure it's ready to play? So we started just doing what we would have done at festivals or if we were at a store is we provided all that education on, on live videos. And that's what evolved into this, our during live segments to provide to our community when we can't see them. This is our way to, to still connect. Yeah. I have, a que I have a question. Uh, do you so have a real uh, upburst of selling banjos, didn't you? Oh. Say that Sorry? again. Oops. You had a really, uh, growth in sales this year, didn't you, from the pandemic? I mean, the sales have, have been strong as far as what we can deliver is a whole nother story um, with the balance of oh, those two because, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of challenges on getting the materials we need to build them, which we've been steady, but it, we, we could have provided more if, if the resources were yeah. there. So it's been a, well, yes, it's been a, a, a successful year in that regard. Yeah, about yeah. similar to what. 
Jens, you had a question. Yeah, I just wondered, is, is the is the all-time banjo market still growing? Seems like it. it, it yeah. David Holt say. seems pretty qualified to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I get people all the time tell, telling me, uh, you know, asking me what banjo to buy, and I always tell them the good time if they're starting out and don't know what they're going to do because you'll always want to keep it, yeah. and you'll always want to use it no matter what banjo you grow into. Um so I, I have a lot of people asking me about that. Wanted to learn Clawhammer style. Yeah, we released uh, the Vega Vintage style earlier in the year as well. Actually, awesome. quite recently, in a, a month or two ago. And awesome. uh, that's been very well received. So yeah, I think I think Dave is probably right there. I got to jump in here and just say hi to Dave. I haven't seen you in 30 years. You played at my middle school when I well, was my, uh, 11 years old and my math teacher made me get on stage and play with you. It was in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I think it was no the first time way. I was ever on stage. Oh uh, man, what did you yeah. play? Did you play banjo or did you play guitar? I or played banjo. Play? I think I played oh, really? fucking Mountain cool. Breakdown with you or something like that, but uh, I haven't seen you in the flesh. I don't think you're really in the flesh now, but I haven't seen you in person since. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Living. Yeah. yeah. So great. <laughs> I've met, met a lot of people through the years and about half the Steep Canyon Rangers saw me when I came to their elementary schools, various schools around North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, it really had an effect on people, which is cool. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, it, you, you played a great show at, at the middle school. And, and, you know, my math teacher was like, you play, we have to get you up there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, and they, they pushed me up there with you. I brought my banjo to school every day and they, uh, they put me up there, propped me up there with you. And, uh, we played it too. And look at you now. I didn't yeah, know. I you that way. <laughs> awesome. David. And we can welcome, she's here, Kristen Scott Benson. Kristen, hey, Kristen. Right. Good to see you. Hello. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Now, I so want to wish you, yeah, happy, happy 45th anniversary, right? Oh, oh yeah. thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's so good. Yeah. yeah, just in time. Just in time. Just what, eight, nine days shy of uh, of it being a 46th year. Well, yeah. we got that. So we had to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, <laughs> this is a good way to celebrate. Oh, well, That's awesome. Chris, and you're on your way to see uh, Ryan and Kevin, I think. You're on your you're way to Nashville, right? Yeah, I'm on the way to Nashville. I just pulled cool. over a bit. You were so nice. Uh, I said, oh, I'd love to be able to say hello but i'll be on the way and and you were like oh, well if you pull over you can you can beep in for a second but don't do it going down the road so thanks for I, Tony, she, when she when Kristen wrote to me she said she said i'm gonna be driving is that okay i'm like well are you gonna call in while you're driving <laughs> are you a passenger or are you actually in control of the vehicle because yeah. i'd rather you just kind of didn't <laughs> yeah. be responsible i'm glad that. you're on yeah, I can't stay long, but I had to say hello and, and just wish you guys well and tell you that I hear more good time and Sierra banjos than anything in the world. My life is full of good time and Sierra banjos because <laughs> everyone that I teach is playing one of those instruments and they're great. So I just wanted to say hello and wish you guys Merry Christmas and congratulations on all these years in business. We appreciate uh, you. We appreciate you, you being Chris. a good time ambassador. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, guys. Absolutely. It's great to thank see you. you. Well, I'm going to log on. Hi, Kristen. Keep going. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Good to Tony's see you. Tony's here, too. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm so hey, sorry. Tony. This day Thanks is travel. crazy, and I have to leave right now. Um, oh, no way. <laughs> our dog had surgery, and it's a whole other oh, story. But oh. I just want to get on for one minute to say congratulations to you two lovely people. 
and and you too, Jamie. <laughs> so, but, so uh, congratulations, <laughs> all you guys, and thanks so much for everything. And uh, I hope I, maybe I'll drive out there tonight or something and see you guys in San Diego. I'm not oh, sure. Welcome anytime. I'm sorry I couldn't stay longer. It was this day's a little crazy. But anyway, hello and goodbye, everybody. I hope your dog is well. Thank you, Tony. Well. Merry Thank Christmas, Tony. Thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. Bye, Tony. That was so rude. <laughs> and went, I, I, I wanted to ask Tony about he had the, he called me over Thanksgiving break um, and I was out of town but uh, he wanted to know if I could send him a picture of the silver clipper banjo that he plays his, his banjo mm-hmm. I said what do you need that for and he goes because I'm making a mask of just hundreds of silver clipper banjos all over the mask and I wanted to see if he had one <laughs> I have not seen them that's yet funny. that's funny that's awesome that's a good idea you're asking us what we did during the pandemic, you know, as yeah. far as stuff. And I, I collected over the years so many banjo instructional books. And I used to get the banjo newsletter every, it seemed like it came out every day. They were just piling up. <laughs> <laughs> I caught them for like six years, starting back in 1970, I don't know, four or 75. But here's one I brought with me. It's from 1977. Wow. Wow. I have that issue. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have I, I all and I have like these, you know, binders each year. I think I stopped after about six years. It just got ridiculous. I couldn't keep up with it. Like, <laughs> like Stephen King books, you know, <laughs> they kept yeah. coming up. But to this day, I still look back at them and I learn songs from them. And just like some of these, um, like I know we all probably had this one. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Earl, Earl Scruggs signed this for me. Uh, oh, wow. was, you know, he came to see me at Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, and he came into the green room in the back because I knew his son, uh, Randy, I think his name is, and he brought his dad, and he signed. And I had my banjo with me. And did you ever, when you were starting out, try to play in front of a professional? <laughs> like, oh. If <laughs> all of a sudden you don't know how to play the instrument. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then these these are a couple others that I kind of spent a lot of time with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. oh, that. yeah. that was a cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. really cool. Yeah, there's a few guys talking in the chat right now. Um, didn't know Kevin played banjo, which well, I don't really we, we knew. <laughs> well, this I is not true. But you've been that. playing a long time, right? Uh, yeah, since since I was 18, I've been playing. Wow. But I've been doing a lot of things since I was 18, and I haven't gotten good at it. <laughs> I have too many hobbies. That's my problem, you know? Doesn't John um, Lithgow play, too? John Lithgow plays banjo as well. I think he plays, uh, is it tenor? Oh, cool. Huh. Does he really? I saw him on a commercial playing a five-string, oh, really? but, I, but I didn't really follow up. And then uh, I know Bill Murray's crashed a couple of my friend's gigs, uh, <laughs> showing up with a washboard and a bike horn. I'm curious, Kevin, though, what, what, what does it inspired you to play when you were 18? Well, you know, I tell people what it was and they laugh like it's a joke, but it, it's really true. I went to see Deliverance and I, I was playing the guitar at the time. I was taking lessons from a guy who claimed he played with the big bands. And I researched him. I couldn't find his name with any of the big bands. <laughs> but um, but I went to see the movie Deliverance. I 
moved me so much, you know, the way the banjo came in, that I went out and I bought a horrible banjo. The strings were maybe that far off the neck. And, yeah. uh, and then I just started practicing. Um, and I was a lifeguard and I would keep the banjo in my van. And on my break, I'd go in my van and start practicing the rolls. You know, this was in 1974 or whatever, 73. Huh. And I kind of, uh, I hooked up with Paul Morrissey. I don't know if you know him from Liberty Banjo. Oh, yeah. We know Paul. Sure. Yeah. So it was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And he was in a class I was in at college called the entrepreneurship or something like that. Start your own business. And so he had a shop and I would go down there. And uh, one of the um, carvers um, on the banjos was an Eastern Airlines pilot. I think his name was Bill or Bob or something. But um, Bob Fletcher. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. And uh, but it was a good banjo and I still have it. But um, that's when I started playing and I never really, really played with anybody. I was just a bedroom banjo player for a long time. And until I started playing with John McCune a little bit and then Steve Martin a little bit. Mm -hmm. Those guys, I was too good for them. And I, they dropped me. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kevin, did you ever have that uh, Steve Martin Brothers album? Did you ever hear that? It was like one side of it was Steve doing a like a Vegas style comedy thing. And then the other side was him just doing banjo. And uh, it was it was like the album cover was great because he had like on the one side, he had like a martini in his glass and he was totally like the cheesy like Vegas yeah, guy. Yeah. And then you turn it around and he's got like he's got like this denim jacket on and and uh, all this like turquoise with his banjo on. It was it was I awesome. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was great. I remember um, I was in the Caribbean once with Steve Martin when I was on Saturday Night Live. It was, we went to St. Bart's and they would always go to St. Bart's, him and Lauren Michaels. And I was there and we were, uh, we were body surfing at one of the beaches and we were talking about banjos. And he said he hadn't played his banjo for a while. And this is like in 1988 or something. And he said, he, I said, I only know a few songs, Steve, on the banjo, you know, like the classics. He goes, yeah, me too. And then a couple of years later, he started playing more again and started with this uh, Steve Canyon Rangers, Rangers. And again, then he got really good. Um, and I, I recorded uh, one of the openings to um, Weeds, the theme song Weeds with Steve, because they had a, a season where they had different artists doing the theme song in the beginning. So um, that was a lot of fun to play with him on that. And you played on that show. You played a little banjo on that show, didn't you? You played a little banjo on that show. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Yep. Yeah, that was Where are you living now, Kevin? Where do you live now? I live in um, Los Angeles. Uh -huh. But I'm visiting Nashville for most of December and who knows how much longer. Uh -huh. But I don't, you know, but I've been playing the banjo a lot more lately. And I got a beautiful, I'm focusing more on uh, Fraley now and Clawhammer because I really, I have a beautiful banjo that, um, these guys made for me. You're playing the yeah. Clawgrass banjo, right? Clawgrass, right? yeah, Mark yeah. Johnson. Yeah. I yeah. I, although I haven't really gotten into that yet. I'm more doing the old time, you know, learning that. Uh, you know, it's, I have to play more with other people to keep the interest going. Mm. Well, you're in a good city for that. <laughs> Bad time, but good city. Bad time, good city. <laughs> yes, yes. You go down to the station in on a Monday night and catch some COVID while you get your... Your channel. <laughs> oh my god! They still get together down there. They do wow. it. Wow! Really? Yeah. Wow! I wonder how many. So I, wonder, I wonder how many bands. I wonder, what, 
I want to know what Greg and Janet are do, going to do now. Are you guys retiring or what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's an on the spot kind of question. <laughs> there's no no retirement anywhere on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> we uh, have many, many banjos yet to be born. Uh, I, I've made it clear they're allowed to. They choose not to. They really love what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I'm enjoying working in the shop with Greg because I missed working with my hands. I first 15 years while Jamie was growing up, I was working in the shop, yeah. buffing and wet sanding and doing the final work on the finishes. So I've been doing the powder coating and we got the ProPick brand. And so I've been the production section of ProPick to put out those picks since we got it in uh, March. And you got the arm to prove it. Yeah, I'm strong, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, ever, ever since we got Pro Picks, Janet has been the only one making the picks. And since March, she's made over 19,000 picks. <laughs> she's the, the finger pick making queen of the world. <laughs> wow. She is. It's fun. She is. Wow. But I balanced that with the powder coating, all the, the um, <laughs> finishes. I'm, I've been perfecting. Greg set up that area, figured out the technology, turned it over to me, and then I've been the one perfecting it even further to be able to produce them reliably with great quality. And uh, now I'm training up somebody else who can learn that technology, so I won't always have to do it. But I had fun doing all these, these uh, banjos for a Giving Tuesday. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did the color. I just finished and we finally delivered a banjo I worked on for two and a half years. It was had a theme of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> and I've got another order for a banjo that's based on the sailing ship, the clipper ship, the Cuddy Sark. So I'm real busy with that kind of stuff. Plus, Jamie's got me and our whole crew working on developing an entirely new generation of tooling for our banjos so that we can make them better and more efficiently and um, there's no end to the amount of improvement we can do so there's no retirement on the horizon but luckily it's all about the magic we get to come to work and make banjos every day <laughs> yeah take it for granted but once in a while we realize hey it's pretty special do you have the uh, the twenty thousand leagues there? The, the, yes. the other one. This is the demo one. Yeah. We should we should show the world because it is special. We can get in on that. I'm gonna pin I mean, that. I mean, I'm I mean uh, we'll have photos we get to share. I'm thinking if you can see it. Wow. Awesome. This one was unusual. I made a practice neck to make sure I had it right, and then we did the real neck. And just before we finished it, we chipped the maple. And we glued the chip back in, and usually they disappear, and they didn't. So we had to make a whole other new neck. And the customers got that one now. Beautiful. But this was the one that chipped, which is perfectly okay, and now it lives in Jamie's office. <laughs> <laughs> this is my office. This is like a, also kind of like a museum. So all of these are either the first one of a series or yes. special ones we did. So mm. it will happily be... Well, what what I find what I find most striking, you know, I've been how long we've known each other now since 1997, right? And uh, I've been working intensely together, you know, for for a long time. And what's most striking, you know, this is the, I think it's important, you know, to celebrate the 45th year of you you guys being in business. I mean, you 
most striking I find is the positiveness that you put out in the world. I, I, I see so many people, you know, being, you know, even when the crisis was, you know, uh, uh, the financial crisis um, um, 12 years ago, you know, we had, you always stayed with a smile. You know, we were on the ship that <laughs> after, right after that. And you were always mm -hmm. like, yes, it's going to be fine. We're going to go through this. We're going to do this. We, there, there's never been a negativity coming from, from, from any of you family. You know, uh, and and this is just—it's astounding. You know, I mean, you. Uh, my mother always said you have to find something that you put into the, the world that the world needs, and then the world will provide for you because you put something into the world. So she always said it really doesn't matter what you do; it only depends on what you do to people, right? Mm. And uh, and cool. you have just given with everything you do. I mean, the passion that you put into the. Uh, uh, this new banjo design and the passion you had with everything you've done, you know, in the company, you passed it right on to your daughter. And it's the same positiveness and energy and strength, you know, that is, it's really extraordinary. It's not, nor this is not normal, you know, I mean, for, you, for, for you guys, for you guys, no, for you guys, this is, this seems like this is normal because, but it's not. You know, when you look in the world, people are not that way. And I'm just so, uh, I think we, I can speak for all of us. We're just so happy and proud that we can be part of this. You know, be, be part of your family, your dreams, and you make our life just because of that positiveness, make it so much better. You know, I, I really want to thank you for this. This is just amazing. Well, well, thank you. And we really appreciate it. But it's it's beyond words to say how proud and special it is for us to be sitting here on a zoom meeting with all of you up there on the screen it's beyond my wildest imagination when we first i first started building i just needed to build i could not build but to get to share it with everybody and all of you is just incredible yeah and what gets the world going in the right direction is always focusing on what well, what can we do what you know how can we continue to make make our products and get it out there and and not let any counter intention from turmoil stop that gift of music to everyone well one of one of the positive things from this whole pandemic is when it's all over the world's going to have a lot more banjo players. because they practiced a lot. They'll all be better. When the shutdown first hit, I thought, you know what? They might tell me I can't have any employees in this building, but the, they can't tell me I can't come to work. So we kept coming even more determinedly to work because I knew that people would be at home and need their picks and their strings and, and have no place to get them. So I had the girl who ran our website do me a quick instructional sheet of how do you actually ship using the computer and the website and get it out the door. And so for those first two weeks, I came in every day and shipped picks and strings and everything people needed, thinking I'm not leaving them stranded at home with no way to get the supplies they need. Right. And it was actually fun for me because I knew I was really making a difference in other people's lives. And that's, you know, being able to do good for other people is sort of like the backbone of what we're all about. And you right. have a good feeling when you know you're giving to somebody else something that they need. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very, very impressive. You know, it's a lot I mean, of what we've done I mean, all year as well. 
yeah, yeah. that's what you that's what you told us jamie laddie you know i mean he, he told me the story how you know that uh, we have a business here we have a secretary that plows through all these applications and you know regulations and because we're you know but uh, uh but jamie laddie was telling me how you would come in jamie and uh, clean you know, go clean by your with your own hands. Come in and spray things and wipe them off and make the place safe for your employees and go oh, with all the regulations. You know, and do that. I mean, uh, you didn't hire somebody to do that. You know, you come in early and you do it. And and you you, uh, it's it's really it's remarkable. Yes, I mean because you keep the employees, you look you look out for them, you help them go through this, and uh, it's it's amazing. You know, I mean, what if what a first first year. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if, you know, after this, it's just going to be downhill. It's going to be super easy. It's just going to be easy. You know, you've been through it all. You know, yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> all. Yes. It was interesting. So busy most of the time. I don't get to see her as much as I like, but I get to see her every day when she she literally disinfects the entire factory. And I've got two offices in different ends of the building, and she gets to both of them every day. So I always get to see her on her disinfecting. Each about four thirty, she'll come through squirting all the door handles. I don't, I don't know if it's like this for the rest of you guys, but I felt like a modern banjo player once I was brought in to Deering because before that, and I don't, I don't get to see you guys in person, but as much as I'd like to, but. Here on the East Coast, and I don't know if any of you older banjo players are familiar with this, but I need frets, I need a new bridge, I need something. Then became this whole like wild goose chase of like driving a hundred miles through the woods to find some old guy who chain smoked and filled your head full of snake oil while he like pounded on your banjo with a hammer. And it was this whole thing, finding the banjo, the guy that worked on the banjos. And it, it, it did have its, its hillbilly, uh, novelty to it but i'm so happy i don't have to do that <laughs> we don't use that much snake oil here just a little yeah. uh, well, you know it's on the they, fingerboard you know. they told you all kinds of stuff i mean you know <laughs> let's see i have this lock of earl scruggs's hair it's not a real banjo unless we rub that on the head you know i mean <laughs> Wait, the interesting thing is when at the beginning we had um we were we were in the middle of transitioning into a new media person for the company as well, and mm. uh, it all <clears throat> all went. And we had, you know, as Hank mentioned earlier, he'd visited us um, a little bit earlier than the than that, and we had this amazing collection of videos that we had somewhat started putting together, but because we were transitioning, hadn't been done. And so, you know, Ben, Mr. Bajowski, and I got together, and what are we going to do? Like. We, we got to we got to keep this thing going. Let's just keep sending out stuff and then making sure that people got what they want. And Hank's videos couldn't come at a uh, at a better time. We had I think what was that ten episodes? Yeah, it was, it was more than that. Um, Real nice advanced stuff as well, which was very well received. I'm I'm still waiting on the outtake reel. <laughs> oh, there's plenty. There's got to be one. <laughs> yep. And then Jens, you got down and just out of the out of the blue had like thirty beginner lessons. At your disposal. So going back to kind of the daring mantra of just trying to help and make sure people have what they need is this what we you know, it just came natural. We had all this this content and then, you know, Jamie and, and Chad actually said in the first few episodes, I can't remember how you did. It was like seven or eight of them. Seven or eight. We used his phone and my phone so we yeah. could stream live on YouTube or sorry, on Facebook and on Instagram because we right. couldn't do them at the same time on the same phone. So two tripods, two phones. 
And on one of them, I think it was Instagram, could only be an hour. So we had to keep it to an hour. And I just started answering all the questions we were getting emails for. Yeah, it was fun. And then we just started doing this. And all the people who have been on, you know, from David to everyone here um, who have contributed, um, a big portion of Deering Live has been people asking questions about technique and styles and and offering up some some information and it's been so so helpful for everybody out there to kind of get them through maybe a little hump you know one of the questions that david dangowski always asks i guess is you know for all of our beginner players out there like what what is your main piece of advice and there's always like little gems in there that help to help everybody you know it's awesome it's awesome you got a little gem for us david you got a little gem for us bandrowski oh (laughs) bandrowski you're very quiet you're very yeah, quiet today. Don't. <laughs> Dave is in Louisiana, where it's, uh, it's very nice. But uh, yeah, Dave, you, you, we've had fun this year, I think. Yeah, it's it a blast. Thanks, everybody, for coming on. Uh, I've had a great time, uh, you know, doing the interviews with all of you. I know I've learned a ton, too, just from being, being able to, uh, you know, listen to tips from all of you and all, all the different angles that you approach the instrument with. Oh, Kurt Rosenwinkel, where's he? Did anybody give him a banjo? <laughs> There's like he did all these banjo players and one super famous jazz guitar player. I thought that was great. <laughs> so Eric, Eric, Eric Gibson, I'm just, I just, you know, you're just so quiet, and I'm just such a huge fan of you and your brother. I love to hear you, and you know, we had such a great time in Chattanooga, and I just, I just wanted to know, you know, how you're doing, and uh, do you play concerts? Do you do online things? What do you do? Oh, first of all, good to see you. And uh, I'm a big fan of yours and you're just a sweet guy and you always have the right words. Um, but uh, no, I, I've, uh, I've, I've gone, th- run the gamut. You know, I've been gung ho through parts of the, of the pandemic where oh, I'm just going to take it to the next level of my music. I'm going to write, write, write and play, play, play. And then I've kind of gone inward and, and, hidden from the world, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, in different places where, you know, you know, raising bees, raising chickens, you know, I grew up on a dairy farm. So I, that kind of thing, I, for some reason I've navigated back towards that, you know, like, uh, not dairy, but, you know, being close to the land and, um, but, uh, I've written a lot of songs during, during the, and they're not all in minor keys. They're not, all, they're all, not all uh, songs of the pandemic. You know, there are a lot of different, uh, a lot of different uh, themes and, but hanging in there overall doing well, you know, overall. And we haven't, been, we haven't played a lot. Uh, we've, I've done a couple uh, maybe four trio gigs with my brother and our bass player, Mike yeah. Barber, but just logistically it's been too hard, you know, and, you know, I don't have to go through, go into that, but um, uh, hanging in there. That's all I can say. Ask me yeah. tomorrow. I might say I give up. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, no, don't no, not really. no, no, because, you know, because, you know, I, I, I tell you, you know, I've, we've been to a few festivals, you know, where you played up in strawberry, remember, you know, and, you know, places. And I, I hardly ever seen an audience being so happy, just inside happy to be around you guys when you play music and when you play and sing, it's just, I mean, for me, that was just so striking because you really touch people's hearts in a way that is really remarkable. So never, ever stop, you know, my friend. Oh, no, I, well, I, you know, you know and I think, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just missing people, you know, yeah. Yeah. I went to the, I went to the, I went to the dump a couple of weeks ago and I couldn't, I kept talking to the poor guys. They were like, who is this guy? I was talking to those guys ears off, you know, it's like, 
I just miss, I mean, you, t- you say people seem happy when they're in their crowd. We're happy. And pr- I, yeah. an audience can, t- can tell when you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. Yes. And none of us get to do that right now. So, but I mean, we'll get, we'll get through this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the one festival that everybody's looking forward to getting back and playing in uh, whenever they come back? I'm curious. Does everyone any have a favorite? <laughs> well, apart from any of them, but is everyone? <laughs> World Fest for me. World Fest, yeah. That's a great one. I think, yeah, and Merle Fest, of course, but they moved Merle Fest exactly on top of uh, Carolina in the Falls. So. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. that so, well. we, uh, so we're going to play Merle Fest, of course, but. Uh, but we're not going to be a, it's going to be our 23rd Merle Fest. Wow. <laughs> awesome. But, but it's, but it's, uh, but they moved it right on top of Carolina Falls. So we're not going to have Carolina Falls. Then, you know, mm. of course. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. John Kavanaugh. Um, IBMA, I actually really mm-hmm. missed uh, because yeah. I get to see almost all of you guys at IBMA sure, yeah. at the booth and stuff and, and get to see you perform. And since I'm kind of an offshoot of the manufacturing uh, part of Deering, it's, uh, it's really awesome to see all of you play and entertain and you all are just incredible. It's, it's inspiring. You know, I've been teaching forever, but, but then, um, you know, I go to see you guys, and I, and I think, should I make modular furniture out of my oh, come instruments? On or, uh, <laughs> Don't like, say that! Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> we we would sell it on the website, of course. But it always it's 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 kind of like uh, what Kevin was saying. You know, you 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 always have someone that inspires you that that makes you want to go home and practice. And I always feel that way when I see you guys. Um, and uh, and. I'm definitely one of those people that is at the NAM show and can't play to save my life in front of, you know, in front of, uh, in front of all of you. And, uh, cause it's just, it's humbling. It's humbling when you. Well, but John, you know, you have to see, uh, it, you know, my, my Uwe, my brother, he, he once put it very well. We had our first, uh, long jam with Doc Watson, 1997 in Brenda Shepherd's house, you know, <laughs> And uh, we played all day. And in the evening, Uwe turned to me and said, you know, all my life I wanted to become a better musician. Now I know I need to become a better man. No. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, you know, I, uh, and so you have a, you are very far advanced, my friend, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm raising my room temperature coffee glass to Greg and Janet and thanking them for, for, seeing the potential in what I do. And, and it's been the biggest compliment of my life to have, you know, those of you that are, you know, contributing to, like you said, Jens, what I contributed, you know, seeing a need and putting it out there and just, you know, having, having it work out. So. Hey, you guys all need this coffee mug. Ooh. I can do it. Yeah. I have one too. I have to find it. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes that's one too nice. <laughs> how many guys in here play Cavanjo pickups hands up raise your hands I know Jeff does a couple yeah. few of them yeah. oh nice oh uh, yeah get some more yeah when it, I wish yeah, I did wait. how's that here here you have, to, you have to read this 
I got and this we'll one. See. Read equal. <laughs> the coolest huh. banjo player. <laughs> 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 this is true. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, who haven't we spoken to? Say, it's so nice to see all of you. I'm, I'm, I'm just. My heart is so full. And to the Jamies, you know, we love you guys, and to the whole family, you know, you, your um, support means everything to us. You know that. And uh, thank you for inviting us to be here, and just always being such good friends and family. And I uh, was looking at Jens. I think that we saw you right. At the right before the pandemic, I mean, it was like it was almost winter grass, winter it was like grass one of the last which shows. was almost oh, one of the last yeah. shows. We snuck in there. Yes, yeah. right. Yes, oh, we flew out there. I can't believe it, you know, mm. and I'm so used to seeing, you know, the Jamies like for years, like, at, at, you know, many, a yeah. few times a year, you're like staples in our life. And I, I miss you. And um, we just love you. Oh, I do miss you guys. I feel the same Aww. way. Thank you, thank you. I really miss yeah. you. It's like not seeing family. It is. Oh, it's really yeah. hard. Like we for got to everyone see you on your birthday on one year. I know, and I know that was so bad. much to us. Yeah, Jens, I think the last time I saw you, we were at Gettysburg Bluegrass Festival and on stage with Rhonda Vincent. So I'd run yeah. into you totally yes. randomly. Yes, right. You were playing with a band from Asheville, didn't you? Yeah, every time you saw me, I was within a, with a different band. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so you were always... But you were playing your ass off. I'm sorry. I, mean, uh, playing, I was trying to play my ass out of those bands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you succeeded. <laughs> you know, I think that's what I miss most is running into all of you randomly because I never knew where I was going to be and it was just working hard, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, I miss Nam as much as I miss uh, anything else. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I, I want to throw in like one of my favorite things that I've watched happen growing up with different friends and artists that my folks had, and then. When I came on Artist Relations in 2010, I, I really enjoyed getting to carry on a tradition of connecting people up, especially players and, and people who we've had the joy of being friends with or working with to help you all know each other has been one of the greatest joys that I could ever do. Like You've I'll been never a big part of that, Jamie. Oh, yep. thanks. Yeah. Like I'll never forget when Mumford and Dropkick got to meet because they I got a message from I think it was Jeff messaged me you were at a, a European festival and you were co-headlining with Mumford and you're like should I say hi I was like of course Winston's a really laid back guy and that started a whole nother relationship and, and he he came and played on our record right oh cool oh, right yeah. yeah that was so awesome I love that it could only happen in a European festival I feel like. <laughs> Just we're all like out Americans abroad, and they just kind of—I mean, not—they're not Americans, but you know, we just kind of—you kind of see each other. Right? Yeah, you're 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 at the in in a more relaxed environment where you're you're on the road and you get to make new friends doing similar things. That's was so that, awesome. Who was your first artist that you um, when you started A and R? I mean, the first. It was an interesting time because all of our A&R stuff wasn't digital yet when I popped in. And that's why I went into that role. Social media was just getting big. And mm -hmm. and we kind of had a... David Bendrowski actually started our, our presence there. And I picked it up. And 
I just started reaching out to everyone and got a hold of Sasha Lazor from Mad Caddies, who are like a punk ska reggae band from California who are fantastic. And uh, Sasha said, you need to, you need to talk to Dropkick Murphys. And that's when he helped us connect up when when we were coming through town. And he must have come playing the Sierra. Yeah, he did. And uh, he played our banjo too. He had a, a deluxe. No, Plectrum. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how how the early that year started. And then going out to shows and shows and shows and meeting everybody I could see that was playing a banjo on social media. And, uh, but yeah, you guys and, and Mad Caddies were my two first, first main artists to talk to, which was nice because you're all so friendly. And, <laughs> and uh, I love your music. Went from there, and you were our first, my first signature banjo. Yeah, right. That yeah. was my very first one. I remember that really well. I remember yeah. it really well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. We hadn't done a tenor signature banjo before. That was a big deal. That was. Yeah. But, but, but you know, ja- but Jamie, you really have that banjo in your blood you know i mean <laughs> you, you you've been underneath the table at nam show when you were a baby <laughs> she went with me delivering banjos all over southern california when i was pregnant with her <laughs> she's really been a part of everything <laughs> it was true though right that was the under the story table is a is a true story yeah. Is it Bassinet under the NAMM show table? That's yep. right. Yeah, she was only what, six weeks old? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't do that today. <laughs> no, I don't think they would allow it today, but I always say that's why when I go to the NAMM show, I'm never overwhelmed. It feels like home. It's a crazy, like, big amount of activity and noise happening, and I never feel uncomfortable there. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> my my kids came for the first time last year. It was chaos. <laughs> Why? What's that? What's that? What's that? Oh, it's it's like, <laughs> they were they were they were loving it. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah so, and you know my daughter Anya, she's always there. Yeah. You know, last few years, and she's helping. And then we have our ritual: go and eat ice cream about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. A little bit of soft <laughs> ice. So when we have virtual Nam uh, in in a few weeks, then we'll all yep. need to get together and 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 have a, a virtual party. Oh, will there be one of those? A virtual? Yeah, they're NAM? they're doing it digitally. It's a Believe yes. in Music Week. Believe in Music Week. Yeah. yeah, it actually looks pretty awesome um, for for what you know for what they're able to do digitally. They're they're pulling a lot together. Well, so. that's the same um, platform that IBMA used. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anyone yeah, was a really well, a few more bells and whistles that they've added in, but yeah. Yeah. So but, no bre- but, but no breakfast sessions. No, not exactly. You have to bring your own breakfast. <laughs> you have to bring your own breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sit there with a, on a very small table. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote to them and said that they should do like Uber Eats cards for every attendee and just have breakfast delivered every morning to everybody's house. That's you a know, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> they said no. Position anyway. <laughs> and you just eat on an ironing board. Uh, <laughs> you know, <you're> <laughs> hold on, hold on. We got you some other guests an, coming in. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, introduce us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who are we got? Are they learning? As in Levi. Oh. Uh, that's awesome. 
Hey guys. Hey. I think it's a play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These guys zoom a lot more than me, so. Oh, for school and such. Wow. Yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, do you regularly vacation in Nashville? And if you do, do you check out any music uh, around the area? Um, I don't really vacation here. I come and visit my in-laws. My sit, my wife is from uh, Nashville. She went to uh, University of Nashville uh, school. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. and then, um, I met her in California. But so we come back here and visit her parents. And then I have uh, quite a few friends that live here. So you know, I, I kind of visit them. Very cool. But, yeah, so I like it here. We'll probably eventually end up here. I know Jack White lives in that area that you're in and he played, he's been dabbling in the bluegrass type of thing. Oh yeah? Yeah. Wow, that'd be quite a collaboration. Yeah, he's he's hired <laughs> some local musicians here to, to uh, be in his band and stuff. I was just curious if you ever ran into him or if you get out much for the music thing here. Uh, you know what, I'm, I'm more of a tourist when I come here. I go to the Bluebird Cafe, mm -hmm. you know, and I've seen some really good people there, but I, I do want to check out the station in. Oh um, yeah. Yes. That's a must see. Yeah. yeah. When things get back to normal. But um, but I do love it here. It reminds me of Connecticut. That's where I grew up in Connecticut. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of New Jersey where I where I grew up and where I'm from, the Franklin area especially. Yeah, I was just in Franklin today, just walking around. And it's very um, empty there now. <laughs> actually it was kind of busy. It was a little too really? busy for us. Yeah. And also the same with like we we were renting a uh, VROB um, off of 12th, 12th South, 12th Avenue South for a while. And uh, I couldn't believe how many people were going to restaurants inside. Oh, well, I, yeah, I just stay inside here. It's very, people don't really, uh, they don't distance here or anything. I mean, mm. I don't want to get sick. I'm pretty sure I had COVID a couple times on the road, <laughs> but I don't want to get it again. <laughs> I think we all. I think we all assume we had it one time or another. I yeah. think so. I usually. I think I have it every morning. <laughs> <laughs> we were down in the e. Uh, what the e hall? Right? Is that the hall we're at? At oh, Nam, right? yeah. yeah. And 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 we're and we're in the in same January. hallway as the as the as the China people that are selling all their PA stuff and i remember i was walking out we're like walking out of the place and i look down and there's this 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 gal that just has her head down with her hood over her and i'm like wow she really looks sick and now to think back at that and think of the timing i'm like it was in january yeah so scary you know mid to late january being yeah. being in in within uh you know so close yeah to, and the, to what could have what could have happened, you know, with if yeah. that would have really spread at that event, right? Yeah, no reported instances as far as no. I'm aware. No, yeah, I saw a woman. Amazing. I saw a woman at the grocery store the other day with a full gas mask on. No lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No lie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> when it, about two weeks ago, uh, this is this is why I have a problem with some humans. <laughs> I was in Seven Eleven with my kids and. Uh, this girl comes in, she must have been about 18, and she didn't have a mask in California, we mandated. So she comes in, the lady behind the, uh, the counter says, you need to put a mask on. So she comes up, and she puts her hand over her mouth to cover her mouth, 
and then goes and uses the Slurpee machine. I'm like, that's, <laughs> thank you for that. Can you please go disinfect that now? <laughs> I'm like, you have one job to do. That's it. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah, it's, yep. it's no wonder. Yeah, we, we went over to Europe in, in November and we were, you know, scheduled to play a, a, a tour. And then we, I had to quarantine for 10 days. Mm. And then we rehearsed for three days with, the, you know, other musicians. And then we played two shows and then they shut the country down. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but, but at least, you know, we got, at least we got into the studio and recorded, recorded 24 songs, you know. Wow. Uh, and uh, in uh, two days, you know. And then sitting around waiting in isolation again and flying home. The weirdest experience, you know. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of you guys um, tour in Europe for bluegrass. Do you think it's more popular in Europe than it is in the U.S.? No, 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 definitely not. No, it's not. But but we have, uh, you know, because I am from because I am from Europe, we, we I worked there for 40, you know, I worked there um uh, as a professional musician over 20 almost 25 years uh, before we moved and so we have a, we have a good following so we can fill you know um, uh, a good tour you know every, every year you know once or twice so that's <clears throat> that's okay so we keep that it's a good it's a good uh, well yeah it's a good business you know just to go over there so. I was watching the Dolly Parton um, documentary have you seen that great documentary yeah great. It was great. It's fantastic, yeah. The year or year she toured Europe doing bluegrass, playing bluegrass, and I, I don't think she was really happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that. I need to, it's on my list to watch. I was yeah, quite great. No, but I remember, you know, first time we went to Germany together to, to the, to, together with Janet and Greg, you know, we went to Frankfurt to the Music Messe. You know, what kind of adventure was that? And we met Steve Noon right there, you know, uh, for the first time. And uh, that was just amazing. And I think Frankfurt's not happening, you know. I mean, it's almost dying out anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's one like of the music. I observed about getting to be in Europe and go to Kruger Brothers concert, being from America and not speaking German, we don't understand a word they're saying. <laughs> but sitting there in the audience, they make those German and Swiss audiences laugh constantly. The people never stop. They make them laugh and have fun more than any other audience or any other performer I've ever seen. Yeah. I often had to thought Steve, Steve Martin would be jealous if he was here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so, but it's a nice <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's another good documentary uh, that I could recommend. It's not Bluegrass, but it's the Bee Gees, which was really good. Really? Uh, yeah, they had to reinvent themselves so many times. And yeah. it was really uh, a great motivational documentary to watch, inspiring. Wow. I've watched that one a couple of times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Has anybody seen Jocko? Jocko Pastorius, the famous baby. I know Dave has. Yeah, That's an inspiring yeah, yeah. one too. He's yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, but, but talking about documentaries, I thought I thought that one of the most amazing, uh, do, uh, you know, it wasn't really a documentary. It was like a reenactment movie. That was the founder, you know, of of McDonald's. 
Hmm. Oh, that was good. I, I found I found that to be an amazing, inspiring story. You know, of of an entrepreneur. You know, I. I it's a real American story. I really liked it. I thought that was uh, a, a lot I took away from that, actually, huh. especially now also for COVID, you know, because I think this reinventing idea, you know, I mean, if you don't have to live off music, well, it's a, it's another story. And um, But if you actually have to live off it, you know, and it, your life depends on it, you know, I mean, you have to reinvent yourself, you know, you have to come up with new models and you have to be probably prepared that it's not going to return to what it was, you know, fully maybe, you know, for yeah. quite some time. And so to to be able to to look to see the opportunities in a crisis like that is uh, is something that is very very helpful and uh, inspiring to see by you know exactly like documentaries like that. I, I believe you know. I did. I, mean, I used I his love, name. I love as a musician to not watch documentaries only about other musicians to like about a different profession. Sometimes that's all I'm thinking about all the time. And uh, and the founder is one of those great examples. Really, anything that it, it is not music related, sometimes I learn way more from like how somebody else does it on a different, you know, in a different profession. I used him as an example in a um, in a banjo workshop I did yesterday. Uh, I always get the question, you know, why did you decide to step outside of bluegrass and learn other genres, blues, jazz, rock, and uh, play with drummers and electric guitar players? And I said, well. I kind of felt like I liked the banjo enough and I'm sure Greg feels this way too. I was, I was, you know, like the McDonald's founder, I love hamburgers. I want to bring them to the world. And that's why I stepped out of bluegrass. I wanted to bring it outside of that small world to everyone else. So I started hanging around with rock bands and, and stuff like that and uh, trying to make friends and, and uh, you know, play for people that wouldn't normally hear the banjo. Well, but you know, Ryan, it's it's you really follow your heart. You know, I mean, that's I mean, that's that's obvious. You know, and that's important. You know, for any anyone. You know, it really depends. It doesn't matter which direction it would go to. You know, yeah. It's like, it's like Eric. You know, he follows his heart. You know, going back to the roots, maybe to the land for now, and then uh, coming back. You know, and doing other things. You know, I think this is just important. You know, to to also forgive yourself. You know, in these times and. And uh, and just move forward, you know, and and that's what I said before. You look at Jamie, look at her, and you look at her now, you know, how she's actually smiling. You know, there's a happiness about her that's just a, uh, uh, it's just touching, yeah. Well, yeah, this this group touches the banjo genres far and wide. I mean, we have one of everybody here, so you should yeah. be really proud of that, Jamie. That's the, the whole spectrum is here. And even in this one little meeting, so yeah, yeah, I was thinking True. about that before. That that this this one little you know sample Motley Crew is so cool to look at. I'm fans of all you guys, and uh, and you know for the the decades that Deering's been around, I feel like you you know Greg and Janet have really inspired the entire just generations of modern banjo playing. You know, for me as a as a kid, I remember in high school I had I had two CDs. I got two new records. One was a Pat Metheny record. And I'm looking at his guitar and I'm seeing the ES-175 and the other was Bela's live art and I'm seeing the Deering Crossfire. And I just feel like to be part of this family with you guys that inspires truly just, um, you know, us to be ourselves is, is, the, is the coolest part. And for us, you know, the first time I came out to San Diego to meet you guys and play some banjos, just you guys, you know, with our kids, with our kids yeah. and yeah. Mm -hmm. Wrapped us up, and you, it's just been such an encouraging 
world. And I love that about the world of banjo playing, that all of us are kind of kindred spirits, regardless of if we know each other well or not. We're just drawn to this magic of five strings or, or four, Jeff. Uh, but <laughs> of, of, uh, or six during, you know, Boston model folks. But yeah. um, it's just we're, we're part of this club that only us kind of know the, uh, the magic of it. And, um, and I just, yeah. uh, you know, we love all you guys. Oh, I've literally teared up more than once during this. Um, uh-huh. Amazing. You guys are all such an important part of, like, completely separate from anything worth, but just as human beings, you are all really special. I've felt so lucky to get to work with all of you and get to know all of you just as a friend. And, uh, and that as a group, we help bring music out into the world. It, I couldn't ask for anything more rewarding to do. So thank Thanks. you. Thank and you. To every single one of you. Thank you. Yeah. It seems like an appropriate time to, to toast to everybody, right? Yes. Jamie Deering, I don't yes. ask you to toast. Can you toast? I can toast. I have my toast? holiday mug. <laughs> Everyone at home, you can raise your glasses if you have them. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's evening somewhere. So. Here's to, to a new to year and, and, and banjo. Sure, great. <laughs> That's great. I'm with Kevin there. <laughs> 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 person very, very soon. Oh wow. I, I want to be where Kevin yeah, is. That's a central time zone, right? Yeah. <laughs> that looks a little unopened. I, I still have to make it to the post office. <laughs> oh, wow. I hope what? to see you all very soon. Just yes. before we go, Mr. Bandrowski, are you, are you looking at the chat more than I am today? Do we have any questions that, that were asked during the course of this? Or everyone just kind of enjoying the ride? Well, yeah, we just have everybody, a lot of people saying hello and, uh, and, and really enjoying seeing well, everybody together. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to run, but I want to say congratulations, Greg, Janet, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks for being here. We can see everybody in person. Hi, Dave. Yeah. 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 Bye. Nice meeting you all and seeing you. Cheers, Tom. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. All the music you all make. We love it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you all. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful Merry Christmas. There we go. Who wants to try joining in? It's like, a, now. it's like an extension of your arm. It's just there at all times. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh. I love, love it. you, Jens. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye. Hey, I, I does anyone have any final thoughts for the day before we all sign off? Anyone else? Are we good? Enjoy all your right. family and have a great yes. holiday and start the new year fresh. Absolutely. Cheers, right. everybody. Great to see you all. Yeah, you Great too. Thank you all for coming. Bye. Thank you. Yes, Take care. Guys. We'll see everyone yes. in January. Spread Bye. the love. Spread the love. Spread the love. Absolutely. Be safe. <laughs>